What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, January 12th, 2024, Nick Scarpino's birthday eve. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How you doing, Greg? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. I've been playing uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost yeah. Crown. Absolutely in love with it. Prince, one of my favorite franchises of all time, specifically because of Sands of Time. But I, I also loved the the OGs back in the of day. Of course, of course. Um, but this is just the more. Would you I give it play, on the kind of funny scale? You were on PS. Uh, I love you, XOXO, with your review with Janet Garcia returning to the show after a long absence. And it was great. That was a great episode. Everyone should check out. On that, I was saying that I'm leaning towards a five out of five. I Ooh, still wait. have not completed the game. Sure. I, I'm inching closer and closer. I'm about eighty five percent done at this point. I will be one hundred percent in this game. I will be platinuming this game it is fantastic uh and it warms my heart to see that so many people seem to be enjoying it as much as i am uh uh looking around like jeff grubbs popping off yeah. about it mike minotti all that tomorrow so, sweeten about it uh, or yeah. threading about it i saw and uh lucy as well lucy james uh is, like a, is a big fan of it but yeah it's something real special if you're into metroidvanias play it if you if you're like i kind of like metroidvanias but i'm not sure this is a great one to jump into super okay. cinematic super fun um, combat is intense and awesome. A lot of pairing going on. I think Andy Cortez is going to really dig this one. Uh, but it just feels good to start the year with such a banger. Like we are two weeks into January and I'm already playing a game that I'm like, this is definitely going to be on my top 10. Like, don't say that. I mean, it is. Don't say that. You people always say this, and then you know what? Mike doesn't even put Hi Fi well, Rush. That was on his Mike. Days. That was Mike. I played Hi Fi Rush, and I was like, day one, this is going to be in my top 10. And guess yeah. what, Greg? It was. Okay, fair uh, enough. Uh, how are you doing in the gaming sphere? Gaming sphere? sphere? In the gaming sphere? And I don't say this often, ladies and gentlemen. Who fucking cares? All right? Oh, Lord. You want to talk about a news item. Kevin, I have linked it in the document. I put it into assets. It's at the top. It's highlighted. They put fucking Janine in the goddamn Ghostbusters suit. Now, if you can enhance this image, this is, of course, Empire Magazine on shelves next Thursday if you're not a subscriber. I'm not a subscriber. I will have to find a newsstand. I don't know how to do that. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is the hottest movie of the spring. Of course, it had its release date moved uh, up a week. That's exciting. Oh, it did it? It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. did Godzilla. Okay. This is very good news for interview. Great. I don't give a shit. Uh, Empire, though, has this exclusive two different magazine covers, one with the new Ghostbusters, one with the OG Ghostbusters. And as we can see here, ladies and gentlemen, if you are an audio video person, if you are a listener in your car, what I want you to do is you need to pull over in the median or just slam on the brakes and open up your phone and look at this. You see Janine in a Ghostbusters suit, and it says Melnitz. Cool it has is. her name on it. It has her last name, Melnitz. Janine Melnitz on there, right? And this is important because is this a new suit? Is this an old suit? Did when we left the Ghostbusters in the afterlife cinematic universe, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the in between, you know, Egon going rogue and all that. Did Janine go out on a Ghostbusting adventures with them? Or is this something now that the Ghostbusters have restarted in New York, of course, mm. home of Frozen Empire? Did they, in fact, just say, you know, Janine, you need a suit? Is this how how much Janine are we gonna get in this movie? Are we gonna get the Rick Moranis ca cameo? There are a lot of questions I have I, I need answered. Rick Moranis is the thing I want the most. Sure. I love him. Who doesn't? It's a good question. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think we get him though? I do, because there was that thing where he he you know he left acting when his wife died to take care of his kids. Very sad story. Very good father figure right there. And then he didn't do anything. And then between something happened with him. Huh? In the Internet Explorer's days. Don't even get me fucking started. Somebody attacked Rick Moranis yeah. just walking down the street. Somebody rat? punched him in the fucking head. Yeah. You don't punch Rick Moranis in the fucking head. All right. Mm -hmm. Comedy legend. Let's. And I don't say this ever either. Let's take the Ghostbusters out of it. Rick Moranis, comedy fucking legend. Oh yeah. All right. Nobody's punching Rick Moranis then. And I here's the thing. Not since the days 
of September 11th have I seen New York City come together in a way to capture this man. They were like, listen, there's a lot of crime in New York. A lot of unsolved murders in New York. A lot of pompous douchebags in New York thinking pizza's all here. There are a lot of people in New York with problems, right? But they all set aside their differences to find the man who punched Rick Moranis in the head. They did it. Never forget New York. I'm with you. You know what I mean? And so they, anyway, so since Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife was coming, he was like, I'm still retired. I'm still retired. Then what happened? The music man himself, all the right? Afterlife. The man who can make anything happen after Brandy Ghostbusters Newman? Afterlife, Ryan Reynolds, brought him back for a oh. Mint Mobile commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Rick Moran's like, yeah, I'm, I'm dabbling. Mm-hmm. So you hope he's dabbled enough to show up here and be a little, just in a little scene of being an accountant. Maybe, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Gil, Jason Reitman, you're smarter than me. I know you are. I know you've got it all settled for Ghostbusters Afterlife. But Rick Moranis, if he's only doing little things like this, are you fucking kidding me? The Ghostbusters saved New York again. Everybody's happy. They're all having their little coffee in the, in the, in the fucking firehouse. And then just a knock at the door. Open it. Louis Tully, who does your taxes? Cut. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's all you need. Then we set up for the next Ghostbusters. Get him in the suit. That's all I want. He, well, he, he has was, been, right? But again, yeah. it wasn't a Tully suit. Mm. That's, that's when you know you've made it, when your name tag has your fucking name. What's your last name? Huh? Janice? What's your last Melnitz. name? Melnitz. Melnitz. Okay. Janine Melnitz from my staff. That's a Ghostbusters 2 quote, everybody, of course. Oh, God. Come on. Annie fucking Potts. Are you kidding me? I don't watch Young Sheldon, but I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. I support Young Sheldon to support what? the one and only Annie Potts, who is Mima on it. I know this from Instagram. No. Annie Potts. Camera now, just fucking Nick's face, like getting Annie in there. Potts, man. Yeah, yeah. Annie Potts. I'm sure we're breaking this out, Roger. I'm sure you're taking copious time notes. Annie Potts, we love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. We're so excited to see you in the suit. It was a big deal just to have her in afterlife, period. But now she's there in the suit. Annie Potts, God bless you. God bless young Sheldon. And God bless the fine New Yorkers who organized to find the man who punched the one and only Louis Tully, Rick Moranis, in the head. Today's stories include more rebooted games from Sega, Golden Sun finally coming to the Switch, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. For a chance to be part of the show, you can submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go throughout the show. Uh, a little housekeeping for you. Ooh. DHQ and Max Murphy from the Kind of Funny membership on KFG YouTube. Please email Joey at kindoffunny.com so we can get you and your Ben Star voicemail greeting. <laughs> there was no way to reach out to you so we need you, DHQ and Max Murphy. Please hit up Joey. Let's organize as a community like the great city of New York did when it chased down the Rick Moranis assaulter. A <laughs> uh, new kind of funny X cast is up right now about the state of Xbox exclusives. You can get that over on kind of funny games, YouTube uh, and podcast services. And thank you to our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining. We appreciate you so very, very much today. We're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Seven stories today. A baker's dozen!
It's an exciting time to be alive, Greg. Three more Sega classics are set to make oh, their hey. return. This comes from Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. It's been a month since Sega announced its new era, new energy reveal at the Game Awards, with games including fan favorites such as Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi being announced to be making their return. Both of these games were rumored before the TGA announcement, so Sega went one further than just announcing a couple of games. The publisher announced five games that were in development, plus even more unnamed games thanks to its and more end card in the trailer it genuinely felt like the publisher was shifting its strategy and 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 to some was genuinely one of the more exciting announcements from the event i'm one of those some uh, but what about that which one which what about what for you is it a crazy taxi yeah thousand percent and um uh golden x golden x i have Ooh. a lot of great memories of playing back in the day walk them off walk yeah. them off yeah there was like some bad guys you could walk off and not spend your weapons on i'm a shinobi guy man i mean obviously i'm a crazy taxi guy too but uh shinobi is the one that gets me excited because especially playing prince of persian now shinobi being back shinobi being back again yeah oh Looks okay. good. Looks damn good. Uh, the Greenlit games include the already announced five that we got at the uh, Game Awards, Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi, um, and more end card. Uh, Insider Gaming understands that around 10 Sega classics were greenlit for production between 2020 and 2021. So far, we've been able to pinpoint three of the five other games that were greenlit from this period, and it's believed that more games have also been greenlit since. Speaking of sources, it's understood that Panzer Dragoon Yes, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and Sakura Taisan will all have new games and are all in the early stages of development too. Unfortunately, though, Insider Gaming wasn't able to verify the other two games that were greenlit, but recent trademark filings could give a strong indication. Uh, following the new era, new energy announcement, though, it was spotted by Gamatsu that Sega did file for a total of 12 trademarks, which became public on December 6, 2023. The trademarks included some of the already announced games like Crazy Taxi, Shinobi, Jet Set Radio, and Streets of Rage, but it also included eight more games <laughs> that have yet to be announced. This sounds super, Greg. What a super game. Uh, the trademarks include <laughs> Alex. Where? What's up with the? How are they announcing a thousand fucking games and none of them are the super game? Because <sighs> maybe they changed. Maybe, you know, they read the tea leaves. They said super game isn't the way to go. We have nostalgia on tap for nerds like Greg and Levi Buchanan and Tim. So why not go to that instead of making a huge game? Put all of our eggs in one basket. Where when it inevitably doesn't perform, we have to lay a bunch of people off or make smaller games, reboot a bunch of things. I mean, I'm all about it. Hell yeah. I'm all about it, but I'm still convinced it's a super game, Greg. Okay. I don't care how much evidence. You think eventually they're going to be like, and by the way, all 10 of these games are in one I game. I really do. I really do, man. There's something about it. There's something about it. All right, Alex Kidd, Afterburner. What if House they bring back Sega Channel and it's a subscription service <laughs> where you get these games doled out over time? Wow. Uh, all right, Alex Kidd, Afterburner, House of the Dead. Outrun, Super Monkey Ball, Altered Beast Eternal, Champions Kid, and Chameleon. Do any of those make you a little wet? What? Well, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> a few things get. I read this really quickly as I scrolled, and I thought it was Kid Chameleon, which got me super excited. Champions Kid. It must be. It must be. What's it must champions be Champions kid? and it must champions be kid chameleon. Kid chameleon. This must be a, a typo there. You yeah, get me yeah, Kid yeah. Chameleon. I'll tell you yeah. what. I will never forget getting Kid Chameleon you know what, on it, my birthday. It, that's so funny you said that because I was like, Champions Kid. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Chameleon. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Why did I not put together the fact that I have heard of Champions and I have heard of Kid Chameleon? 
Kevin, I'm going to ask you to get me B-roll of Kid Chameleon because you want to talk about a fucking game. You want to talk about the super game. This should be the super <laughs> game. Just this. Because Kid Chameleon's whole bit was Man Chameleon. on Sega Genesis. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget. I got this for my birthday one morning, opened it up. And before we all went to Leaps and Bounds, which is like a discovery zone, you know, like the playpen you put kids in and all that stuff. I remember sitting there. All the kids were at my house before we went. Like Katie King was sitting next to me and I was just playing Kid Chameleon. Because Kid Chameleon was you were a kid. You got sucked into an arcade. So you jump between different games different genres, right? You were uh, you were a uh, hockey man. Um, Jason Voorhees at one point. Yeah. They, well, you know, they had to call yeah. him like hockey, whatever, hockey murderer. The, you, were, uh, you were Jason. You were a knight. You were a cowboy. And it wasn't like, you know, like Alive Alive where you're like deep into these things. You were just playing different arcade games. You were always the kid. You were always the kid chameleon. Kid, like that could be a fun one to do. It's fail. This commercial is failing. It's like so old we can't load it on YouTube. But this was a fucking thing. Um, outside of that, I've always enjoyed a super monkey ball. Oh, yeah. I don't need to get like super, super deep into it or do anything with it, right? Altered Beast Eternal, get the fuck out of here. Altered Beast sucks. Uh, House of the Dead, I, another one that I enjoyed in the arcade. I, I, what are you going to do in a modern setting? Alex Kidd, this is, you know me very well. Mm -hmm. Audience, for the most part, you know me very well. So many of you are brand new here, and I appreciate that. I was never, when I got my Master System and then my Genesis, I wasn't very, I wasn't, you know, stretching. I wasn't trying just random ass shit, right? Like master system I got for Ghostbusters. Oh, there's a game called Ghost House. Let's get that as well. Uh, so when me and Levi Buchanan of uh, former IGN fame of, you know, doing the uh, goddamn, look at the commercials they used to do. And look at this, the high fidelity here of Kid Chameleon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when you, you, squint, when you, when you, you look at this screenshot, are you telling me you're not impressed with Kid Chameleon? What's that dog doing in the sink? Anyways, uh, when Levi would talk to me, who was like a dedicated like video game guy, Sega guy for me, he'd always be like, oh, Alex Kid. And I'm like, I didn't play things that weren't IPs. <laughs> like yeah. if I, I was a kid, I wasn't just buying random, oh, this new game sounds awesome. I read about it in some newsletter. No, I was like, oh, there's a Jurassic Park game. I'll get that. Sonic, of course, obviously, but you know, yeah. you know stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, looking through this for me, House of the Dead, I'm interested in, in the same way as Super Monkey Ball, which did kind of come back uh, a year or two ago. I think it was last year. Yeah, um, they've done a few of those. There's usually one, I want to say, wasn't there one at the launch of Switch? Or am I thinking mm. Vita? Or am I thinking PSP? One of yeah. those. I remember there being a portable Monkey Ball that I played at IGN. It's and it's fun, you know. Super Monkey Ball's fun. I feel like it was one of those things that'll it'll never eclipse Super Monkey Ball Two. Like that era was just so so much fun and that that party vibe that like we all grew up with the N sixty four playing four player uh, Mario Kart and GoldenEye, and then we were a little older on the GameCube and the games were a little bit more. So it's like, hey, as much fun as you had playing the mini games in Pokemon Stadium, here's just a whole game that's just that. Like Mon Monkey Ball was just like the ultimate four player experience. But I don't know that that type of uh, game really has too big of a place in, in the modern era, sure. which a lot of these games that's true for. And that's why I still think that there's some super game element to all of this. What if it's um, Kid Chameleon, but these are all the games you jump into. But, and I mean, real talk, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get real cute. I also, I'm not, I don't know. I'm unconvincing myself as I talk about all this, but like, I, there's something about it though. They've talked about the super game so much. And then out of nowhere, they just announce every single thing in the world, or at least they get, there's uh trademarks. For yeah. So much I was going like, to say, these aren't fully uh, full blown announced yet. Yeah. No one's ever done this before. Now <laughs> this is it, right. Like this is even at game awards where they announced the five games. It's like, if one of them was coming back, it would have been exciting. But again, like, this is what's so brilliant about it. Where I think that when you talk about a brand as big as Sega, and you say, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm a Sega kid. And Levi's, oh, did you play Alex Kid? You play, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, 
this is the way to do it and hopefully give you smaller, more independent experiences, right? Like, what have we learned time and time again that, like, you can't work on a game for five, six, seven years and expect it to come out and, and be the biggest thing. Uh, Bionic Commando. Remember when they rebooted that? Not Sega, but like when they rebooted Bionic Commando and it was like taking a NES game you all know and love, but then making it modern and everybody's like, some people really liked it. Some people didn't. They, they, most people like the side-scrolling one. They did way better than the... Yeah. They, it's like, well, why do that? Why not take the IP? This is honestly not knowing who they're working with. This honestly speaks to me so much in what I'm always p pitching for Marvel and Marvel games, right? Where they're doing it, but I'd love to see them get even crazier with it. I'm just like, we have this library of IP and Alex Kidd will not speak to everyone or probably even the mainstream, but the people who will speak to will go and buy it and will go and play it. Maybe it does, you know, get a whole bunch of people talking about on podcasts and new audiences. And yada, yada, yada. So why not make smaller experiences, giving them smaller teams and smaller developers with smaller budgets and hope for a bigger return. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm all about it. Yeah. I love it. I love the idea now, of that. The one thing, everybody loves this idea. It's a great idea, mainly because it's my idea that I've talked about before, but over on the YouTube Super Chats, mm -hmm. be part of the show just like you can, CJ Splits On says the one thing everybody's thinking, where is Echo the Dolphin? Echo the Dolphin, Vector Man? Greg, let me, man, we don't need. We let don't me tell you, man. We don't need to go back. Being to a five-year-old in the '90s, going to Toys R Us, yeah. still having that TV just play Vector Man over and over when what you didn't have a Genesis. Yeah, I was like, this is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. This is a man made of balls. Yeah. This green balls. <laughs> I love a man made of balls. On. Shit was cool as fuck. Yeah. And then they made, they did reboot that on the PS2, and it was they made him like a scary shooting. Yeah, guy. I remember that, that wasn't thing. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Outrun is the other one here that I'm excited for. Sure, okay. Outrun's such an arcade classic. The the music's so much fun, and there's a vibe to that game that like. I, it, it pre it's the arcade racer but like not in the need for speed right yeah, 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 think yeah about now or even the burnout way it was like it was just a, a different thing that i i feel like could be really cool and special these days uh but yeah it is also funny to look back at the legacy of sega and like imagining like a sega smash brothers with all of these iconic characters and iconic like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is wild and it's like yeah. it, it's wild to think that there was a console war <laughs> in the 90s sure. when, when yeah, you look yeah. at what we're dealing with here compared to what we're dealing with Nintendo. well you know it's you go back and it's right as always right the winners of wars write the history books right so it's like yeah <laughs> mario's an institution now mm -hmm. and like everybody in smash is an institution where yeah. at the time when it was like all right, well, there's been two Mario games. Now they've got a fucking dolphin over on Sega. You're like, all right, whatever. Like, maybe this could be the next big thing. Did you get down with Echo? I did get down with Echo. Yeah. I did enjoy Echo. Yeah, Me yeah. too. Yeah. I don't know why. There was a, Well, no, when you're young and it was the 90s, being young in the 90s, there was a lot of, man, we could save the world. I'm going to go to the store that opened up in Glen Ellen that just sells recycled stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're making fucking keychains out of rubber, like, you know, old tires and I'm buying. We, we can do this. We can turn it around. Earth Day. You know what I mean? Big deal when we introduce recycle or um, reusable lunch bags at school. Like we're going to change things. 2024. Let me tell you. Ben's going to be eating rats over a fire by the time he's my age. You know what I mean? Yeah. This place is fucked. It's over. Uh, so saw this thing on TMZ yesterday about aliens maybe landing in Brazil, and I was like, I hope so. We need somebody to come down here and be like, yeah, I'll do it. We'll take over. We'll take you over. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll figure this one out. Um, the, the other one that we didn't talk about nearly enough here is Panzer Dragoon. Nothing. I mean, not, you must have not, missed it. Yeah. Not only nothing in terms of like, never, I know the name, blah, blah. blah. I could... Show me okay. a million screenshots. I couldn't pick out Panzer Dragoon. So Panzer Dragoon is amazing uh, because it's one of it's one of those games. And let me explain what that Please. means, Greg. 
uh, reading through EGM, right, which is essentially the Bible. It teaches you all about the history of games when you're a kid that has access to the console you have yep. and the garage sales you're around, right? Like yeah. you don't you don't get to just go play whatever game you want like you can these days. Uh, and whenever you see a top list of best games ever, whatever, Panzer Dragoon um, on the Sega Saturn was talked about as like, oh, if you think you like Star Fox 64, you're missing out. You ain't out, played man. shit. You ain't played shit. It's all about Panzer Dragoon. Like, that is the game. But one, no one had a Sega Saturn. I had a Sega Saturn. I, I definitely did not. Uh, and two, even if I did, getting access to this game just felt impossible. So it was definitely one of those ones that I was like, oh my God, one day I'm going to be able to play this game. I'm so excited about it because I've read so much. Like, that and Soul Calibur were the other one. Like, people, Soul Calibur won. Two became accessible to the people. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. But when one was tied just to the Dreamcast, I didn't have a Dreamcast. It's like, oh man, it's getting tens everywhere. I love fighting games. I'm not going to be able to play this. That's so unfortunate. Uh, but Panzer Dragoon was awesome. I eventually did get to play it, and it did. Uh, there was a sequel, Panzer Dragoon Orta, that came to, uh, there was, a, I want to say, a launch title on Xbox, original Xbox. Okay. Um, and that's when I played, and I enjoyed it. It was cool, but it didn't have the radio chatter of Star Fox. So I'm like, EGM, you lied to me. You lied to my face. Wow. But uh, fuck you, Dan Shu. I do think, and there was also a, there was another Panzer Dragoon. I want to say on the Xbox One, uh, eventually, but um, it, it wasn't that great either. I do think that there could be a great game there. Okay, it's, it's super hype, super like like awesome, big dragon flying and fights in the air. Like, come on, man, on rails, let's go. Another one we have a shout out here uh, from the super chats on YouTube. Demon Hacker says we all know the new Sega game, the Super Game, is Condemned Three. But stay tuned. I don't think we know that. God I don't bless think we Sega. want that. God bless Sega so God much. God bless Sega indeed. <laughs> Story number two. Last of Us Grounded 2 is coming. Woo! Grounded 2, making The Last of Us Part 2 is coming. It'll be available on YouTube and as part of a post-launch update for TLU 2 Remastered. You can watch the trailer for the upcoming documentary here. Awesome. Can we watch, are we going to watch the trailer? Are we going to react to the trailer? Or is that um, a no-no for you? What let's you try it. Yeah, let's go for it. Kevin, we didn't put a link in there, but I would like to watch the trailer if you don't mind. You go, you can to, go to naughty underscore dog. Uh, the internet's kind of fucked. Oh, okay. Uh, I will try my best, but every time I try to pull up a video, you guys saw what happened there. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, don't worry about it. It looks like it actually twi twi uh, X is working. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Where Where's this link? Uh, scroll down. All right. And there it is with that Abby thumbnail. Watch the trailer for this upcoming documentary here. Oh, it's a YouTube. It's, I thought it would just be on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. This may be inappropriate. We don't fucking care. It's We're like, inappropriate. Oh, what about it? Cool G, we inappropriate? Hell yeah. Can we get volume out here? Yes. There you go. I got it. Thank you. In 2016, filming began in, in development last of us documentary. This is the longest, most ambitious game in the studio's history. That's a big challenge to take on. She mouthed fuck. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, the documentary was abandoned. Abandoned. Don't say that word. Don't say that word. <laughs> Last of Us was this beloved game that won all these awards. Abandoned. So many people were like, Last of Us 1 is perfect. What a they shirt. shouldn't make a sequel. My hope is it's going to make the first game even greater. That's the thing I love about the beginning of a project. It's like, it's all optimism. This is going to be the game that I always dreamed about making. Let's do something new. Let's take risks. Let's kill Joel right away. Let's just kill him. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, let's do it. That's <laughs> a lot of people off. Years later, the footage has been unearthed. This scope on this game is extraordinary. I'm confident in the game if we finish it. I'll be frank, it's not looking great. I'm feeling burned out. 
I can't crunch like I used to. Oof. Not a word you want to say in 2024. We started having these leaks. It was awful. There were a lot of days where I would just cry. And then there's these rumblings of this pandemic. Are people going to want to play a Good game cut. that takes place in a pandemic when there's a real pandemic? Ever going to finish this game? Witness the story left untold. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Unseen. Keep the faith. And when we come together, when we do this thing that people outside the studio talk about, like this Naughty Dog Damn magic, it. this is what it looks like. Grounded to the making of The Last of Us Part 2. Or, or Joel doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happens is all of us become friends. Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, available at 1 1924. That's Interesting there, that awesome. they, I always wonder, with blurring of faces, you know what I mean, in a documentary or whatever, and it's on Earth Footage or whatever, but that was clearly athlete Ashley Birch, who plays Mel and is in that scene that they blurred her face. Weird. Anyways. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, that looks great. I, I love how PlayStation's done this with yeah. uh, Last of Us 1 and with uh, Raising Kratos on, uh, of course, for, for the Sony Santa Monica. Uh, it's just so special to see the perspective of making the game and uh, specifically the Raising Kratos one of like the reaction to the reveal of the game. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even here they start this trailer talking about like when the game was first announced and we see the the barnyard and all that. Yeah. It's just like, God, that takes me back, you know, yeah, like yeah. us seeing all the the first footage of the game and the ride to it and like, yeah, the time and place of COVID and all of it and how it affects everything. Like, I'm really interested in this. It's a bummer that because of the timing, I, I doubt it's going to cover too much the, the, the way they focus on like unearthed footage and all yeah. that Well, stuff. they say unfinished until now. Yeah, so maybe, I just wonder how there much. has to be a postscript they're gonna do for it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, I agree with you. Of like, almost as interesting as the lead up to it launching, right, is the aftermath of it, right? Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the powerful things, and why our last of us part two spoiler cast is so uh, one of our most viewed videos on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, right? Because it is, it, it, you are able to talk about the reaction to everything that happened with that game, and Laura, and Ashley, and Neil, and Troy, and like what they've gone through personally, right, to do that and be a yeah. part of that, yeah. Exciting stuff. I definitely can't wait to watch that. One qu wait. quick thing I would tell Yeah, go ahead. Are things not going to go well for Pedro Pascal? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to go fine for Pedro I, Pascal. I haven't, played the I haven't played the game yet, Greg. I mean, you know, It's Kevin? just the HBO show for me. All good guys go to heaven. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but was Joel ever a good guy? Conversation for a different time. Yeah. Uh, what I would love... And I doubt it was probably getting the same thing, but I would love that if in a year we get the making of Last of Us multiplayer that didn't happen documentary, oh, right? Oh, and I, again, like, you, uh, you know, the documentary there touches on the fact that very easy and cool to make a documentary when everyone's in one place, but yeah. everybody working remotely and yeah, doing all these yeah, different yeah. things, blah, blah, blah. Damn, that, that is interesting. I really hope one day, like, you know, they let them just speak about that. Like, there is... Just do a GDC panel. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're the... We're, what most people consider, they wouldn't say this, but I would, the, you know, the most people consider like the best developer working. Here's how we could not get this together and why. Yeah. Be fun. It's interesting. I, I do think, and this is a, a bigger conversation, I think, but I, I think that there is going to be a shift in, in the games industry in, in many different ways, but I imagine we will hear about it. I think I that so. the, the way that devs have more of a voice than ever 
uh, and a lot of it's due to social media for every con there is. And there are so damn many, there are pros. Like I, I feel like we've, I personally have gotten to know many more uh, devs in the last five years than any of the years prior Fair. combined. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think a lot of that has to do with um, them being empowered to like be personalities and like like talk about their work uh, sure. more openly and i think a lot of that is kind of forced i don't think it's allowed i think it's asked for forgiveness not permission yeah, yeah and yeah, over yeah. time that kind of snowballs into an effect of it becomes the norm and it becomes the expectation and i i do think that uh people being able to talk about their work even if it wasn't completed like specifically there's that moment of like it's canceled it's not happening so okay cool this is now a little bit more open to be public um, never entirely because they might want to use those ideas for future projects and there's a lot of like red tape that needs to be there by design but uh, I do think that like we'll we'll get a, a much more open naughty dog and I think that uh, again a lot of this comes from you look at how PlayStation Studios um, who in many ways are some of the the top tier AAA developers out there in terms of critical and consumer reception at sure. the very least um, they have put such great steps into making sure that the accessibility options in their games are uh, they're listening to the needs and trying their best to share that with the other teams. And we see that, right? You see what last of us two does. And then you see what ghost does and you see what Spider-Man does. And it's like different teams horizon, but they're in my opinion, kind of pushing the industry forward for things that really matter. And I think that um, the, the people that are doing that stuff want to talk about that stuff. And I think that that's, that then stems to just game development and crunch and all those yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. as well. So I don't know. I just imagine we're going to see a lot more I would love that. openness uh, in, the, in the coming years for, from them. Uh, story number three. The Last of Us Part II's composer is a playable character in remastered <laughs> guitar mode. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. That's pretty damn sweet. That's cool. <laughs> you get to play the guitar as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Last of Us Part Two Remastered features a guitar free play mode where series composer Gustavo, oh man, I always, I always uh, fork this up. Uh, Sanso Yaya uh, okay. is a playable character. A post on X slash Twitter from developer Naughty Dog revealed the familiar face while announcing the option to play the banjo in gu guitar free play too. Uh, Yaya composed the soundtrack for both the Last of Us games and actually leaked the remastered second game back in July 2023 by referencing this cameo. That's right, he did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, quote, in the new editions, you can make me play certain themes and well, I can't tell you anything else, he said at the time, before any new editions or musical modes have been Love revealed. <laughs> Gustavo, you yeah. nut. That's really funny. And when I, I saw this on Twitter yesterday, like popping by, uh, I just saw like a familiar face. Like the, all it said was a familiar face. Didn't read into it. I thought it was Nick Offerman. Dude, that was my thing too. When I was scrolling and I saw like Nick. Oh no, it's Gustavo. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very <laughs> cool. Um, it's a mode. I don't think people are going to use a lot probably. Right. Free play guitar. But I do get excited for Andy. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I don't think it's going to be used a lot in the sense of like you look at the, the completion percentages of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, games. Yeah. Like, oh man, the majority of gamers did this. I do think the people that are going to get into it are going to get weirdly into it and i, I think andy gets andy. weirdly yeah. andy needs to do a weird stream where he does it you know yeah yeah I, I can see andy like doing like dueling banjos with himself sure. you know, like recording yeah. it and like playing back and forth we'll have to wait and see though greg we'll have to wait and we see. will have to wait and see hopefully he can stop blinking so much too <laughs> uh we're gonna do a quick ad break but you can go to patreon.com or youtube.com slash kind of funny games to get this show ad free becoming a kind of funny member but for everyone else here's a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. 
Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace, and it can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. Story number four. Greg, I'm really excited about this. Okay, good. The first two Golden Sun games arrive on Nintendo Switch Online next week. This comes from John Porter at The Verge. Two classic GBA role-playing games are coming to the Nintendo Switch next week. 2001's Golden Sun and 2002's Golden Sun The Lost Age. They came out back-to-back years. Gaming was different back then, man. That's wild. Uh, The games will be available on January 16th, and they'll be available as part of a Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack subscription. We've known at least one of these games was coming to the Switch ever since Golden Sun made an appearance as part of Nintendo's original announcement about Game Boy games coming to its subscription service. But it's taken roughly a year for that tease to pay off. Very exciting. Uh, Golden Sun is one of the more iconic uh, GBA franchises originating there. Like I'd say it probably is the most iconic GBA originating franchise. Like, um, and it's shocking that Isaac, the main character, didn't make it into smash brothers officially yeah, like yeah. it's this is one of the i would say with where we're at with ultimate where everyone is here one of the higher profile characters that didn't ever end up making the cut he was an assist trophy so he was in the game but um yeah golden sun is is super rad it's funny this did does, you play it oh yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. back then i didn't I actually never played the second one but uh, okay um golden sun one uh was a i was a huge fan of it um back in the day um i was a big gba fan so i was kind of like that this was this was the era where like i was like into games for the first time in the way sure. that I was like, like you were saying, like, oh, I'm just buying the IP games. This was the era for me where You're I was reading like, and f- I'm yeah, out yeah, there yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play everything that I possibly can, renting games as Got much it. as possible, lending them to my friends and trading and all that stuff. Um, Golden Sun was a current game that he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a big RPG guy. Um, but yeah, super great RPG. Looking at it now, it definitely doesn't look like I remember it. I feel like the GBA is one of those systems that uh, has not aged favorably graphically. Uh, like there's. Some um, different consoles or handhelds, you look back and there's an art style to it that you're like, oh, I appreciate this. GBA always a little mushier than I like things mm-hmm. to look. Sure. Um, especially compared to, like, it's funny because in some ways it's more advanced than a Super Nintendo, but in other ways it's not. And the ways it's not, I just can't get over. <laughs> like, gotcha, it just gotcha, bothers gotcha. me a lot. But, um, but yeah, man, really, really cool game. Um, cinematic is all hell for <laughs> what we're, we're dealing oh, with here. Oh, of course, for the time. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Inter- yeah. Interesting uh, super chat here from a man I trust, my dog Nick ninety six. Mm-hmm. He says the two games were meant to be one game on N sixty four. It makes sense why they came out so close together. Is that true? Oh, interesting. I, I, I've never heard that. Yeah. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. If I shouldn't trust my dog, Nick 96. Let me Yeah, know. very cool. Um, but also I think an uh, important talking point here is the fact that these are some of the last games that we've known are coming to the Nintendo Switch online. I I with where we're at now with Nintendo Switch Online as a product, I'm very happy. Like yeah. the, the library there is awesome. But still, the rollout plan has been 
not great in any way and it's just feels so bizarre to still be in a point where on a random tuesday nintendo just tweets out hey you're getting somehow more kirby games and these other games you've never heard of and like weird stuff um but you were now finally getting golden sun even though they announced this like a year ago uh does this make you hype then for the jeff grubb not a rumor, but it's him just saying because he's smart that they, well, they got to do a direct that they're supposed to be a direct. He thinks there's going to be a direct soon. Yeah. Do you I think mean, they'll do a online portion again then? We're like, hey, here's now what's coming. I don't know, man, because here's the thing. Like we we're going to get a direct in February. Like I, I just that's always happened. So yeah. we're going to get a direct in February. We have Pokemon Day in the end of February. Um, and so th- I don't think there's going to be major Pokemon announcements in the Nintendo Direct, whatever they are. I think there will be. We don't know what the 2024 Pokemon game is. I imagine there will be one. Yeah. Um, they'll probably announce it in the Pokemon Day thing. Uh, but the bigger thing for me, at least, bigger thing for I think a lot of people is where are Red and Blue? Where are the original mm-hmm. Pokemon games mm-hmm. on Switch Online? We have the Game Boy. We have the Game Boy Advance. Like for them to just be buck wild. Hey, Red, Blue, Gold, Silver, Ruby, Sapphire emerald fire red and leaf green all of them if they don't end up on the nintendo switch online what are we doing it, what was all what for? are we doing that it would be yeah. a major major bummer and i i can imagine them during the uh pokemon day thing announcing like showing the box art of all of those games and then having them trickle out over the year like they they've done here. sure um so i think that is kind of like the biggest where the hell is it um, left for um, the the different libraries that we currently have on the um, Nintendo Switch Online? A couple games here and there on N64 and Super Nintendo that we're still waiting for, but I, those are definitely the, the the golden goose. After that, there's the real question of like, do they add another? What is the big thing? And because we, we look at the, I talked about Pokemon Day, but what about the Nintendo Direct in February? Yeah. If they're trying to get people excited about Nintendo Switch Online, what could they possibly do? Because the heavy hitter stuff they've had recently is announcing the new system coming, the the Genesis or the the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, whatever. Here's the games coming. Let's get people excited. They're kind of out of systems, and they're out of systems that are exciting. We're not going to get GameCube. Like, if we're going to get GameCube, that would have happened a long time ago, and I think you look at the business decisions they've made. We're getting a Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. They're not about to give us the original for free, sure. right? um then you look at the ds which is like the next in line for the handheld side i don't see them doing that on the the switch um i think that we'll have to wait and see if there's some type of gimmick to the switch 2 or whatever they end up calling it um that in that has some type of dual screen functionality uh which has been rumored and i'm not excited about that yeah but i do think that there's a world that it does need to be detrimental to games going forward and I, I know people are going to get on me about this. I just, I personally prefer when systems can do, Nintendo systems can play the games quote unquote normally, and then also have a fun gimmick to it. Not when, ah, uh, the gimmick is kind of a requirement for every single game going forward. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that happen in the past many times. And when the DS is used well, it's awesome. But oh, yeah. when it's not, it's kind of like, all right, cool. There's, it's my, there's I, a, it's like I have the start screen open all the time. Exactly. Right, cool. like, so, and you know, battery life and things like that could get really affected. But I imagine that if there's, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some gimmick that allows DS games to play uh, and be part of the the Nintendo Switch Online, which will carry over to yeah. the Switch Two. I think that might be the next big major addition. Um, do you think? And I'm kind of jumping tracks here. If you mm-hmm. have more to say, go let's it. go for it. But like for this February Direct, do you think do we get Switch Two's announcement? I don't think so because I, there's enough Nintendo games to still talk about. No. And I just, Peach. 
yeah, there's there's Peach, there's Paper Mario, there's Mario and Donkey Kong. Like Nintendo, can we just talk about this, Greg? I'd love to talk about Nintendo. We are not appreciating enough the fact that Nintendo has done a lot of weird things. WND, throw up the WND right? in chat. But for the first time ever, Nintendo didn't run out of steam with their console. Like you look back all the way, the Super Nintendo was the last time that they they knocked it out of the park of like having games come out every single month, every couple months, like with yeah, the great yeah, yeah. cadence. N64 came and we all know, and if you don't know, the N64 has some of the best games of all time. Very limited, very, very limited, very limited third-party support, the yeah. first-party games even. Like, like you can make a top 25 list of N64 games and that's pretty much it. And when you got to the end of that, the N64's life cycle, you're getting, you got Majora's Mask, and then Talk you're waiting. Bad Fur Day, that was the last one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and you're, you're waiting six months, you're waiting four months, and yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. you're really expecting me to play these games, like, that long? Like, there, yeah. th there's not enough there, I, I need more, especially look at PlayStation games are coming out left and right, whatever. Uh, GameCube, very similar thing, right? Even the Wii, the Wii U especially. The Switch has not had that problem. The Switch has had a steady release of high-quality games, uh, and I think that this is, like, the best last year of Switch's light or last couple years of uh, the, the Switch's Twilight years yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've ever had, that Nintendo's had. And yeah. I, they're going to ride that momentum in. And we look at the lineup, and Bless always jokes about the Four Horsemen, and he's right. Like, if we look at the titles, it's not like they're the biggest bangers ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but there's still stuff. If the quality of these games is as good as Super Mario RPG Remake that I just played, we yeah. are in for a great time. And because of that, I don't see the Switch 2 being imminent. Really? The announcement. I mean, okay. I... I think we got to get through March. I think we got to get through a couple more, get through Mario and Donkey Kong, get through uh, Peach's Showtime, and I, then I think it's time to to start talking about got it. whatever the Switch 2 could look like. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I hope it's not dual screen. You think it's going to be? Story number five. Spite 2 announced. This comes from Jen Rothery at know something. IGN. Uh, the third person multiplayer online battle arena Smite is getting a shiny new standalone sequel, Smite 2. It's been officially announced at the 2024 Smite World Championship. I love that. I freaking love that, dude. The sequel will retain the same core gameplay Smite players are familiar with, but the game itself is being rebuilt from the ground up for the next generation. In case you're unfamiliar, Smite is a MOBA like League of Legends or Dota 2. Uh, two teams of five players battle for control of a three lane map, each team growing uh, stronger throughout the match until one is able to destroy their enemy's base. Unlike other MOBAs, though, Smite's played from a third-person perspective, so you're right in the heat of battle clashing with powerful gods instead of strategizing from a top-down overview. It's also designed to be console-friendly and easily played using a controller. Uh, Smite was Bernie Burns' game. Like this was, this really? was game. Yeah, Bernie Burns uh, back in, like, I don't know, 2012, I want to say. Okay. Got obsessed with this, and, like, they ended up, like, making, like, a bunch of series on, on uh, Rooster Teeth. Uh, yeah. Them, like, playing. like, I think... In the same way that like Gary turned Animal Crossing into like a show, a job. I'm pretty sure that Bernie did that with Smite huh. uh, back in the day. But yeah, so Smite too. I did not know that. Yeah. Pretty Don't excited. Get him, I guess. Smite. <laughs> That's I mean, are people good with Smite? Or are they not good with Smite? I remember when Smite originally was in its heyday, people were mad because it did some stuff that wasn't representing some gods that well. People were mad about that. Mm. I remember that being a thing. Interesting. But I don't remember enough to actually give you the examples, but I remember people on my timeline being like, yo, this is offensive to my What religion. a world. What a world it is. Greg, yesterday, when uh, or whenever it was that uh, I was reviewing Prince of Persia Lost Crown, yeah. I literally typed in Prince of Persia controversy. 
just to be just to try to look back at history of like, is there something I don't remember? When they fucking like, paid, let, made you pay for the ending. Well, two thousand eight. Oh, that that came up a yeah. whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh, but then the controversies that did come up for Lost Crown. I fucking hate people so much. I was gleefully unaware of what was what's been going on. People are like fucking upset. The um, AI thing, I remember. Or the, well, the, the text the, speech that they're taking out. That yeah, was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not so much a controversy. It's just like a thing. But like uh, the, the announcement trailer, apparently people hated it. And I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> like we, we all loved it so much. And yeah, that was just something negative that I missed. I'm happy everyone there was fucking wrong. Um, anyway, story number six. Fortnite playtime on consoles last month topped Call of Duty, EA Sports, FC, GTA 5, and Roblox. Combined. We're getting ready. People are getting ready for that solid snake. That's what's up. That's also, it. they put out like three different versions of games inside of a game. But yeah, that's true, too. Uh, this comes from Tom Ivan at BGC. Console users reportedly spent over 1.6 billion billion with a B billion hours playing Fortnite in December. And the total is greater than the combined amount of time console owners spent playing the games I said earlier, uh, according to research firm Ampere and analysis. Epic's Battle Royale game saw a massive jump in user engagement in November, driven by the launch of Chapter 4 Season OG, which took players on a trip down memory lane by reverting the island to its Season 1 form. Hours spent in Fortnite in November were up 146% compared to October. God damn! And rose a further 9% in December when Epic launched a trio of new game modes as permanent additions to the free-to-play title. Uh, and I was one of those people, right? Like, yeah, I think that me the, too. That's the case for this, is a lot of people coming in for the first time, or maybe like the first time in a while yeah. to play for some me it was the games. first time in a while yeah yeah uh admittedly haven't gotten uh, in back into festival or uh, was it when you realized how much money everything yeah, costs in yeah. fortnite honestly it yeah. really kind of pissed me off mm -hmm. and like it more so than pissed me off i was just like i just this isn't fun like there, there's something about the way it's monetized that i'm just like i'm not this is unclear to me these menus there's too much going on and i'm not incentivized to learn <laughs> because i'm like every everywhere i look just seems like th there's money <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't I like that. Um, and also, festival, very, very great. I love the gameplay of it. I didn't need any little bit more than what they're. Yeah, they're yeah. You, you come Rocky back races, in six though, months a year. Had an amazing time with that. That is one that I do want to get back into. I just there's been other games. Other games, but yeah. Um, but if I get back into Rocket Racers or Fortnite Festival, great. That's just so far away. Sure. Uh, I'm tired of all the big news. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> seamless. I seamless. Like I like I'm tired of all the big news, Greg. If I wanted something smaller, see the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You'd go to our last story, the We News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. I love it so much, everybody. A little We News for you. Limited Run Games announced Rocket Knight Adventures Resparked and Felix the Cat. For PS4, PS5, and Switch. I know we've been anti-limited run games because, of course, Jared Petty works there, but mm -hmm. I, we can raise the ban on, or lift the ban on this one. Shout out to Felix the Cat. I've always been a Felix the Cat fan. There was a, a movie that he made. He made it himself, <laughs> the cat. And uh, it's a very bizarre movie. Like, I, I watched a documentary about the making of this movie, uh -huh. and it's some weird, weird... I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, it was a weird animated movie from the, like, I don't even know when the hell it was, like, 70s or something. Uh -huh. It was, like, pieced together from a bunch of, like, other movies, and they just kind of, like, used okay. a bunch of animation styles, threw it all together. Somebody, like, tried their best to, like, rotoscope animation. And it's a fever dream. But the movie also had a princess named Princess Soliana, and uh, Ariana Grande's mom liked that. <laughs> And was like, I, I'm not going to name my kid that, but I'm going to name my kid Ariana. It sounds like it. And that's how Ariana got, got her name. Jesus fucking Christ. Do I believe any of that? 
I do. That's a rabbit I hole. I believe right it there. all. That's I a believe rabbit it all. Hole right Shout there. out to Felix the Cat. Uh, Sandland is launching April 26, 2024 on Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, and PC. And what? A birthday gift to me. That is when I saw it at SGF and really I was like, damn, this actually looks birthday like... Eve. This looks... Thank you very much. Well, yeah, it's still my birthday. Yes, it's my birthday. What a, uh, a cool game that I'd like to get into an action, a little action RPG here set in a world I wouldn't normally be a part of. This yeah. anime manga kind of thing. Like, it's mm -hmm. not my jam, but like, this looks cool. Uh, that's the Toriyama joint, right? That's the one that the, the art style of Dragon Ball and all that. I think so. You, you I think know I is. can't help you on that one. <laughs> Grand Blue Fantasy Relink demo is up on the US PlayStation. And uh, they this dropped yesterday, but I just want to let everybody know the Prince of Persia Lost Crown demo is out. I think it's on all the different platforms. Play the game. Play the demo. You're going to get hooked. You're going to like it. Um, That's what we got there, Greg. Loved it. Now let's do a little thing I like to call You're Wrong. Okay. We can stop the music, Kev. I love it. Um, people are correcting us here about um, also the, what we already said about Kid Chameleon and Champions Kid. No, but they did something else there where we were wrong. It's not Altered Beast Eternal. It's Eternal Champions. Kid Chameleon. Oh, there were two shit. commas oh, okay. out of place. Got That's it. why got I left that it. one in there. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Portland Kev says... Greg could not have played Super Monkey Ball for Switch while working for IGN. Kind of funny was founded uh, in early 2015, two years before the Switch. See, was I knew there released. had been a modern Monkey Ball, so I was driving out of that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Alvin says uh, Gustavo's surname is pronounced Santo Laya, not Yaya. Santo Laya. Okay. Thank you. I'm really going to try to get that in my head. Uh, Tundra Boy says unless Tim's talking about Panzer Dragoon remake on Xbox One, no other Panzer Dragoon title was released for that console. The order was announced as an Xbox backwards compatible title in 2018. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Then um, a little special you're right from IRR Gamer. There was a Game Informer article, article confirming that yes, Golden Sun was supposed to be originally an N64 oh, game. Oh, cool, man. That's really neat. Pretty, pretty cool. When we get another Star Fox, man, it's time. It's time. Well, Make a good one. Bandera Sen says Wii U had DS Virtual Console where they had a variety of layouts for two screens, including a tablet-only mode. Switch could easily do a handheld-only version of that for their DS games. Yeah, that, I, that's where my head's at the most. I don't think they're going to do it for Switch, but I do think, if I had to bet, I don't think that the, the next Switch is a dual screen console, like that's the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that there'll be something that makes it better than just oh in this limited way you can play ds games in a way that, okay. that seems a little bit weird but we'll see um impossibility says additional info on ds on switch you can put ds games on a steam deck and turn the deck sideways instant ds the same could be done on switch yeah see but no one's gonna want to do that <laughs> <laughs> um, except for jared petty and no, Kebab no. Said, he'll, he'll dig out the original. He'll, he'll you know. Akira Toriyama is indeed the creator of Sandland. Uh, it was a manga from the early 2000s. He also did Dragon Ball, Dr. Slump, and the art for the Dragon Quest game. There you go. Love it. That's everything we got wrong. Do we have any super chats, Greg, to get to? to talk oh, to? we peppered him in throughout the show. Uh, Mental Gear Gaming says, non-gaming cue, Greg, who is going to be Bama's next head coach? Here's what I'll say. It doesn't effing matter. Right? Mizzou. Mizzou. No. No. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. That's what you say. That's true. You know, that's okay? true. I, I've been saying that. It's an SEC thing. We can't, we're, not, we're not supporting anybody over there. We're not doing anything over there. All right? We don't do it. Number eight, Mizzou, baby. What you doing this weekend? That's a great question. You know what I mean? Spending time with little Benny. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll probably in my downtime play more Pokemon Go. You know, this is my chance to when Jen walks me around and makes me walk with Benny. I can play some Pokemon Go there. 
Uh, I'm still continuing to chip away at uh, Pokemon uh, Violet on my Switch there. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm getting excited. I'm going to Royal Rumble in two weeks in Florida. What up, Florida? Um, I'm having a nice long flight to play a lot of Pokemon on there. You know what I mean? This but is I, very exciting for me. Even right now, I'm doing a good job of slowly easing my way into this. Where, where are you at in Pokemon Violet? Uh, I, I think I've caught up to where I left off. Okay. You oh, know? you restarted? Yeah, I started from scratch. Ooh, okay. I jumped in and it was like, I'm not going to remember anything yeah. or anybody or anything. So now in this one, I'm taking it more on the, okay, cool. I see what I'm doing and where I'm going. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm fucking up these star kids. Yet? No, no, no. Okay. I, I, I'm still very much like assembling the team. Gotcha. I'm, wand- I'm, I'm loose. I'm wandering around. Cool. I'm exploring, you know, uh, Palladia, uh, you know, battling some folks, getting some dudes, you know what I mean? Riding my stupid ass cycle that I hate. It just doesn't look cool. Oh, uh, wait. And you playing Violet? Yeah. Just this big purple guy. Like, come on. Oh, like, dude, just give me a cool, cool bike. Bro. Can I have a cool bike? I don't want to be on this thing. I like it, dude. It's like I'm on a power Riding wheel. Him. Not a fan of it, but I'm having a great time. Yeah. It's it's right now, you know, I'm, I'm uh, of course, as you know, we've already talked about the fact that we have uh, Last of Us Part Two uh, remastered. So I'm working on that for review for PS I Love You XOXO next week. Uh, and so I'm doing that at here. And then when I get home and we get bent down and we're exhausted, I used to sit it's there you and time. play some Pokemon. You know, oh, yeah, man. Have something on TV. Uh, Alex G3B says, Greg loves Porygon. Porygon, Porygon Community Day is next Saturday in Pokemon Go. It's a very big deal, Greg. Very let's big deal for go. me specifically. Yeah. Because I need some Porygon yeah. evolutions there. I mean, I'm about it. to let's be going it. hard. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a couple or Where minutes. are you going to go? Where are you going to go on? I that? don't know yet. I need to look and uh, Dude, Pokemon Go is becoming a full time job. Greg. Yeah, you got the routes. It's getting real you hard. You got to run man. those routes. Yeah. Too many routes, too many things, too many events. And it's it's went from Gia being really excited about it because because you're walking, out. you're doing yeah. something, you're exercising. But now it's gotten to the point that like I'm I'm too into it, and so it's like I, I need to. I'm like I don't I don't want to walk with you. <laughs> I just want to go walk by myself. Sure, you know sure. she doesn't like that. She doesn't yeah. like that yeah. at all. That's the sad part about this reinvigoration of Pokemon Go on my end is that remember when I was super into Pokemon Go multiple times, but mm-hmm. the most recent times it was with Jen. Yeah, we were out there together with battery packs and playing and doing this stuff, and so now. When we're walking Ben, going to you know the playground, doing whatever, and she sees me, there's a bit of an eye roll. I know. Where she's not like she's since she's not in on it. It's kind of like all right, well, help me with the kid. Don't be you know catching your porygons, but like yeah, come on, we need these porygons. They don't come around that often. Exactly. Yeah. God. G. The thing she hates the most is uh, like when I drive, I have my little Pokemon Go Plus Plus that like just auto catches, and like. Sometimes, like, uh, a raid, like, someone will invite me to a raid. I'm like, oh, shit. And so I, like, pop it. I just hand the phone to her. I'm like, just tap. I just need you to tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she takes it very seriously, but then she, like, tries to act like she doesn't like it. But yeah. she only doesn't like it when she loses. When yeah. she loses. She yeah. loves it when she wins. Yeah. I'm like, gee, you're a gamer. That's this moment we just had right now. Just understand it. Why has she not gotten in on it? Why is she not all Pokemon go to? Because she's still sn- Marvel snapping. Every single day. She, she can't. You really can't. I, I've officially <laughs> had to, to back off of Snap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're number I, one fan. I'm excited to come back one day. Of course. Um, I just, I the Pokemon Go is really taking over, and I'm just like, there's only You really so do only much. have, for yeah. these games that are time killers, you really do only have that one brain cell to go do. Yeah. And Pokemon Go is just, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm glad you're there. Obviously, you've surpassed me. I'm not at all trying. But I remember on the games cast where I'd be talking about it, where I was super into it with the battery packs and stuff. Like, Pokemon Go is such a great loop. Of just, you're catching, you've caught everything. Okay, well, go do this thing. You come back. Oh, spin that thing. All right, you come back. Well, now there's more to catch. You catch them. Oh, I can spin again. I'm spinning this. Oh, there's a, you know, the place where I put up um, a champ over there. Now I got to go over and he's gone, but I'm going to go. Oh, there's a raid. Okay. You know, there's always like all these little things to do, let alone like, oh, nothing's happening. Drop an incense. Do this thing. Yeah. What's really weird about it is how community-based it is. And like, that's obvious in so many ways, but like 
the game doesn't teach you much. Like it teaches For you sure. the very, very basic stuff, but like there is so much about the game that you just you have to learn by somebody kind of explaining it. They to want you. you to go talk to people. And, they want you out and about. They really do, and it's like I, that's now happened to me multiple times. Like Goldfire's been so great, obviously, of course, of like like getting me uh, in. But I'm at the point now that like I've met strangers just playing this game so many more than I would have ever expected, and I've learned things from them. Yeah, which is just bizarre, but it's awesome, and it's uh, it needs to stop though because. My like daily, what I have to do every day, like when I wake up with this game, has went from like, oh, it's like a two minute process to now I'm like, did I just spend thirty minutes? Walk me through. What shit? are you doing, right? Because oh, I today, what today that's... I opened up and I gave out my gifts while mm-hmm. I was uh, making coffee. I caught the the I caught the guys that were around me. Uh huh. You know, because that's the thing is the meta's changed even from what last time I was super obsessed. Emma Scambo says Tim and I are almost best friends in Pokemon Go. That, so that's the thing is I uh, I added four hundred. <laughs> people to be friends with so that'll day, do I'm, it you can gift out 50 uh, currently see what see. my deal was is that i actually went the opposite where i went through my pokemon go roster and i was like if i don't know you like mm-hmm. as a person i'm eliminating you and i did that and but that means that it's it's you it's Goldfarb and it's Belinda. <laughs> Those are the only yeah. people that are still. Uh, and I guess Lauren Belinsky ever uh, Belinsky is occasionally on there doing stuff too. There's a lot of people back now. Like I, I've noticed that the more people I talk to about it, the kind of eye roll me next time I see them. They're giving me their friend code, so I'm like, nice. let's fucking okay. go. Okay. So yeah, I I have like 400 friends, and I I nickname all the people I actually know. Of course, yeah. And yeah. then so I'm able to like like prioritize them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's hard making your way through that many people, like with the oh, gifts and sure. stuff. But every day, without getting into too many details here, I'm opening gifts, sending gifts, mega evolving any Pokemon I can, uh, doing uh, a trainer battle, doing the rocket battle. Um, yeah, and then right getting now, my partner Pokemon ready to, to walk with me. So okay. all six of those things takes about 15 minutes. God damn, dude. It's a lot, man. Okay. It's a lot. But anyway, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the kind of funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad free. Why, Kevin? Live and get a daily exclusive show. <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Get hyped for kind of funny game showdown. We're about to do episode one Whee! live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or if you're on youtube watching live you're gonna have to bop over to a different youtube link but it'll be live it's gonna be a great time i'm gonna win yeah right